many of us as Christians, or if we've been Christians for a long time, and we think we are serving God, but sometimes we have this nagging feeling that I'm doing everything right, but there's something missing in my life. I'm just going through the motions. Or if a huge change comes up, or even a subtle change, for instance, you go from being uh you you suddenly become not suddenly gradually become an empty nester that's a huge change that you don't realize and when changes come or when something big hits us then our faith is tested and then the true condition of our hearts comes into focus um and and we can see then that you know all these attachments that we had we had parked our identities in communities and families and careers and friends and ministry in the church even You're listening to Altered Stories with Michelle Renee Gutch Hello Altered Stories show listeners and happy April spring month This is your chief storyteller host Michelle Saunders Gutch and welcome to episode 79 Mabel's finding purpose and hope as sojourners on earth God's story and thank you for listening to this episode and to my show that is part of the Spark Media Network and can be heard on the Edify app the world's most powerful Christian app friends i hope This finds you well. And I cannot believe how fast time goes. I'm excited to share with you a major milestone that the Altered Story Show has reached. Because of all of you who listen to the show all around the world, we have reached over 10,000 downloads. Go God! And thank you, thank you all my show guests and listeners here who have shared and listened to the redemptive and transformational God stories so women all over the world can hear them. And I will also share friends that I never envisioned ever that my show would have 10,000 people who've listened to it all over the world and i am just in awe of god now friends it's time to get this show started and today i am super excited to bring to the mic a very very special guest and her name is mabel nainen and she was referred as a guest to me by a former guest Stephanie Roselli who hosts the Gospel Spice podcast. Thank you Stephanie, a big shout out. I had the great blessing of meeting Mabel in person in Nashville in March at the Spark Media NRB conference. And friends, you're going to love her. You're going to love her story. and i don't want to steal her thunder i'm just going to share a few words about her and then i'm going to let you hear from her but she was born and raised 
in the minority Christian community in India. She moved to the U.S. in 2008, shortly after getting married. Her family has called 10 different places across two continents and seven cities home. She's been serving in women's ministry for nearly a decade. She is my kind of gal. I love women's ministry. And she is a lover of books, tea, and Zumba. She also lives in Northern California with her husband, her son, and adorable Maltese dog. She's pursuing a MA in theological studies from Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. I am so jealous. Mabel, I really want to do that. <laughs> now, enough of me talking. Let's get to know Mabel. Hello, Mabel. Welcome to the show. How are you doing? And do tell us more about you. Thank you, Michelle, for having me on your show. I love your podcast. And this is such an honor and privilege to be a guest on your show and to serve your audience. And like you said, you know, when we met in Nashville, I instantly connected with you. I did not feel like we were strangers. Um, and so this is um, like we are having, you know, uh, two friends having a good conversation. <laughs> Um, and thank you for, you know, mentioning all those wonderful details in my bio. Uh, but I would like to add that I do have my own video podcast and it's called. Oh, that's right. <laughs> it's called Immigrant Faith Stories. Um, and, you know, it's very similar to your mission and your heart because you want to bring to the table women's uh, stories and through their stories, I think your aim is to tell about God and to proclaim his story. And that's something that I try to do through my video podcast too. Um, I invite um, immigrants, refugees, missionaries, or anyone who serves in a cross-cultural setting to share their story. Um, and it's interesting to see how their um, immigrant journey um, intersects or overlaps with their faith journey. And we just have such a great time, you know, on, on the podcast. And um, so thank you for allowing me to share about immigrant faith stories, because that's a project that's close to my heart. Oh, well, I know that. And, um, you know, as I shared, we have listeners in 40 Eight countries now, Mabel. I keep praying we'll have some Ukrainian listeners. Um, we 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 do have listeners from India, lots of listeners, and we have the Ghana app that we um, have a platform. You know, it's a platform for sharing. Um, it's helped us grow in India, and we also have. Russia and China and the United Kingdom and Israel and uh, you know I can't Italy. Um, it seems like Australia is growing. We have a growing base. It, it's amazing. China, I think I said, but those countries just you know every time we turn around, they seem like we're picking up a new country that's outside the United States, whether there's people that are 
citizens of the U.S. living in those countries or, you know, whatever, or missionaries like, you know, you have alluded to. So it's just really cool. And um, I'm glad. I'm just so glad that, you know, we can serve those those people, too, because they need that. And Mabel, you know, you and I have talked about why stories are so important. I want to hear from you, you know, because obviously you have that heart for wanting to do that. But why do you feel called to sharing your story and helping others share? Um, that's a great question. And um, the first reason I can think of, and that's, that is the most important reason, is because we glorify God and we sing his praises when we share our story. It testifies to who he is, to his goodness, his faithfulness. Um, and the second reason is it's good for the person who is sharing their story because I think they get to heal, they get to process their story, they get to also, I think, boldly, when they boldly proclaim what God has done in their life, their faith grows. Um, and then the third reason I see is for the listeners, there are tremendous benefits because sometimes you're not in the mood to sit down and do an in-depth Bible study and to read it. Uh, you know, your word, or you don't feel like going to church, but you can just listen to someone share their story and that will just click with you and God speaks to you through their story. And so stories are uh, one of the important tools through which we can uh, get encouraged in our walk with God. When we hear someone, you know, talk about how they're uh, going through a certain problem and if it happens to be the same thing that we are experiencing, we um, don't feel like we are all alone, you know, suddenly. Uh, we have that, we feel that solidarity with that person. And we feel inspired. If that person can do it, I can do it too. Um, and, and that's why I think women especially should share their stories. And many of the, us are um, shy. And sometimes we think no one wants to hear the story. You know, it, it's so common. And, or we think uh, my problem is not such a big problem. It's something so small, or it's just in my head. I'm not going to share it with anyone, but you never know that the other person who's listening, you might have the exact word for them um, that they are thirsting for. And God uh, wants you to share your story, to bless that person. Yes, that's so, so true. I'm going to ask you another question around your favorite stories. So is there one story that you shared that really has resonated with you um, that, or that's one of your favorites that you shared? I know that's hard. I get asked that question and it's like, oh, I've shared so many, but I mean, I'm, that's maybe tugged at your heart a little differently. Absolutely. Uh, you know, when I first started um, Immigrant Faith Stories, um, it came out of a long time of prayer. And I just thought it took a while for me to share my story. And, and also for even anyone to ask me, you know, Mabel, what's your story? I'd like to know. And so I wanted to get, ask that question to others. And um, especially when it comes to immigrants or refugees, 
they seem on the surface well settled and uh, um especially with this person her name is han shoals and and she did the second episode of immigrant fate stories she's a successful re- a realtor in in the bay area in san jose and so that's what everyone sees but nobody knows her back story nobody knows you know what she has endured and what she's been through and so when i asked her could you share your story on my episode at first she was surprised and she said you know no one has ever asked me and she's been wanting to tell people her story and she said even her children have told her many times that you should write about this somewhere or document this because it is useful and so i i usually do a prep uh, we have a phone conversation before uh, filming it and um, michelle like hand was in tears throughout because just retelling her story she came as a young child from vietnam and uh, i think that was the last plane out of saigon before it was bombed and her entire family they just left everything and went and um then came to thailand i think they went to thailand and from there they were again um sent to the us so nobody knows how this has affected her as a child how she was bullied in high school and um how a teacher's kindness actually you know helped her know about god it was her elementary school teacher who used to take her home every sunday take her to church and then take her home every sunday tell her about god and so um just her telling me that story was so emotional for her and it made me realize that god is entrusting something precious in my hands it's not just a podcast or a youtube channel he is actually giving me this privilege of providing a platform so that people can come and share his story you know through their stories they are actually sharing his stories and this is important to those who are sharing their oh. stories this was important to han you know because that um she's sharing all the emotions and the experiences that are personal and so that really tugged at my heartstrings and uh, there was so much in that phone conversation that we couldn't actually even um you know uh, put in the podcast we had to cut it short to 30 minutes or so but i came to know uh, her and i came to know through her what other refugees through vietnam would have um endured or what they would have gone through so that was a real special um, episode a special story that touched my heart yeah that's precious thank you for sharing that mabel you know there, there's going to be so many ukrainian refugees that are going to need a platform they're going to need to tell their stories when this is all over you know those that have come through the hard hard things and what god has done and doing to so i'm just glad you know and the missionaries there and pastors and people i'm just glad that there there's a podcast out there that really does embrace those people uh and their stories too because that's so important and the healing component which comes from like you said sharing of god's story there's just something even if you think you're healed it can real the holy spirit moves so much and it's so powerful and there's something transformative <laughs> that that takes place right 
So speaking of this now, let's move on because you're going to bless us today with sharing your God story. So Mabel, where does your finding purpose and hope as sojourners on earth, God's story begin? Well, my story begins um, in India, where I was born and raised, like you mentioned um, in my bio. And um, I was raised in a Christian family. You know, my mom was a very, is still a strong believer. We were taught God's word at a young age. And um, I remember, I think I was around nine or 10 years old, that a Salvation Army pastor had visited our home and he spoke about heaven and hell. And that's how I accepted Jesus into my life. I was scared of hell and heaven seemed like a good option, you know. <laughs> but over the years, um, as I grew in the Lord, of course, there were many challenges and um, my faith was tested especially as a teenager, as a young girl, you know, through, I went through a broken relationship and that brought me much closer to God. I, it's like, I fell in love with God all over again. It was no longer, you know, something that was taught to me in, in church or Sunday school, or it was my parents' faith, but it became my own. And Jesus just became so precious to me. And so when I got married and moved to the U.S., I was almost 30 years old. And, you know, usually this is around the time when we are more or less settled in life. And that's how I was. You know, I had strong roots in my community. Um, I was working. I had uh, done my MBA in HR and marketing. And so I had eight or nine years of experience working across um, different management roles um, in church, also, I was involved um, in youth ministry at that time. And so, and I was a busy girl, you know, I had lots of things going on. And I never really thought that moving to another country would just shake the core of who I was. It never really occurred to me. I was just happy to be married to my husband, who I fell in love with. And because of his work, we had to move uh, to the U.S. and we landed in Southern California. And I was happy at first. You know, we are starting a new phase in life. We are starting a family. Um, but I think within a few weeks, I realized that this is a foreign country. I don't know anyone. Nobody knows me. And this affected me, I think, also because, like I said earlier, I was one of those people who had to be busy to feel important. You know, I had to have friendships, relationships and community, and I had to be doing something. I was one of those high achievers, always doing well at school. And so now when I come to the U.S., of course, my husband has a job, but I still don't have a work permit. I don't know how to find my way around still. I couldn't drive yet. I hadn't gotten my license. Um, so suddenly I felt like dependent. I went from being a very independent person, even financially independent to being just um, dependent. Even my visa actually was a dependent visa. And I used to roll my eyes, you know, when I used to say that. Um, I think that the whole process of being uprooted really, you know, like I felt like someone took an ax and 
cut off my roots um, because I felt like I had no worth. I was not doing anything. And so I don't have, um, I didn't feel important. I didn't feel like anyone needed me. I missed my family. I missed friends because it takes time to start building uh, friendships. It also takes time to, uh, to um, you know, when you, carefully build a network of contacts. Like if you need something, I can tell you, hey, Michelle, you know, go to that person. I know that person will help you. So I had all these contacts uh, too that I took pride in. And so um, when all that was just taken away, all that was removed, that familiarity was gone, I really struggled um, to adjust. I mean, on the surface, I was fine, but I started to feel like I have no purpose. What am I to do with my life? And um, I didn't have joy deep within, really. And I tried everything. I knew, I knew actually that the answer was with God. The answer was with just spending time with God. But, you know, instead of doing that, I would try traveling, doing other things. You will not believe it. I was volunteering like four times a week wherever I could find something to do. You know, I said, okay, fine. I can't find a job, uh, but I can still work. So I would volunteer at different places because that fulfilled the need for me to feel like I was doing something productive. Um, but in spite of all that, I wasn't feeling joyful. And sometimes I used to wake up and think, what, what is there for me today? You know, why, why should I wake up? And what do I do? I mean, there's no purpose. There's no meaning. I can't find it. And that is surprising because I never thought that I would be the person saying such things. I was a strong Christian, right? I was raised in, um, you know, the tradition of the church and I knew my Bible. So it took me by surprise that I was feeling like that. Um, and when I became a mom, uh, we had gone back to India to give birth to my son because it was my parents' first, uh, he was my parents' first grandchild. <laughs> and my husband took up an internal assignment there, uh, which would last a year. And so um, when we came back again to the US, my son was a year old. And again, that feeling became even more intense, you know, because as a mother, you Anyway, you you feel a sense of isolation sometimes, but it, all the feelings that I had before had become more intense. And one day I just Googled, you know, Bible study near me because I was trying, you know, I was trying to read the Bible on my own. I was trying to pray, but I couldn't keep up. And something within me tugged at me that I need to do this in community. I cannot do it alone. And so I just Googled Bible study and I, I landed up at a Bible study place and I'm still a part of that Bible study now, you know, 10 years later. <laughs> but And we were studying the life of Jesus at that time through the book of Matthew. And I think it was just getting to know Jesus again made me see my life through a completely different lens and um, spending time in his word and listening to others. And this is where, you know, sharing stories matter because I was in a group with um, 10 or 12 other women and listening to them share about how God was uh, changing their lives. You know, all of that just, they, they poured into me and I, fell in love with Jesus. This is again, the second time over. And he changed my perspective about me being an immigrant. And I used to always say, you know, 
what am I supposed to do here? Oh, in India, I was doing so many things. I was busy and here I have nothing to do. But God changed my perspective around to, to see that no matter where he has placed me, he has a purpose for me. And all I all he needs from me is a is an obedient and willing heart. And the more I read the Bible, I realized that I am a foreigner on earth anyway. You know, this feeling of belonging that I was looking for, the rootedness that I was craving is a shadow of what we all feel because this earth is not our home. And so that became my message. And that's something that I wanted to share with others, because when you see yourself as a foreigner on earth and as a citizen of heaven, you are driven by um, a heavenly uh, plan. You know, you have a heavenly attitude and a mindset and you want to do you want to do what God wants you to do, what you pursue God's plans, not yours anymore. And that gives you such great satisfaction and joy to know that you are at the center of his will. So that is in short or long, my story. (laughs) It's a very powerful story, Mabel. And it's very profound. Um, I don't think I've discussed this topic with anyone. Honestly, it's so important for women, men, you know, all over the world to know that we will never feel like a foreigner or a refugee or, you know, lost when we put our true purpose and identity in who we are through Jesus Christ as the force You know, he's our Lord and Savior. He is a force to be reckoned with. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And so, you know, I love, I love this. You know, one of the questions I know is on your media sheet, um, but also I wanted to ask you is a little bit more with how you can make heaven help us. Because that's one of the, Questions And I know you have a book coming out, right? That is just around this whole message and topic too. So tell us more about, you know, how your book has kind of aligned with this story and, you know, how, you know, how heaven does help us as believers. Yeah. uh, So my book is called Far From Home discovering your identity as foreigners on earth. In that book, I draw from my experience as an immigrant um, in the U.S. to shed light on finding purpose and joy as sojourners on earth and as citizens of heaven. I draw from Philippians 3.20, where Paul says, for our citizenship is in heaven. And uh, 1 Peter 1.17 you know, uh, Peter says, live out your life, uh, live out your time on earth as foreigners in reverent fear. And again, in the next chapter, First Peter 2nd, he says, I urge you, brothers, to live as foreigners and abstain from, um, you know, I think says abstain from sexual desires or immorality or something like that. Um, and so when I started searching the scriptures um, for on this particular theme, I found that even Jesus spoke about it. He spoke he in his prayer uh, to the Father for his disciples. He said, 
that they are not of this world, even as I am not of this world. Uh, and that was his prayer to, to God the Father. So preserve them because they will also be hated like I am hated. They are not of this world. And so that theme is everywhere in the Bible. If you look that we do not belong here, even though we were created to live on earth, we were created with an eternal mindset. Um, and so, and we know as believers that heaven is our home. Um, and so that makes us see our time on earth as a journey, as a journey that which has a set destination, which is heaven, which is our permanent home with God, where we will, you know, can worship and fellowship with Jesus forever. And there is no pain or suffering or sickness. So we have that hope of heaven that we look forward to. But also as citizens of heaven, um, we have, we live kind of in between um, earth and heaven because and I always say that because we pray to our father in heaven. We pray that, you know, in the Lord's prayer, your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Um, and then, we also, Jesus tells us, store up for yourselves treasures in heaven. So even though we live on earth, we always have heaven on our minds. We are praying to our father in heaven. We are, um, you know, our actions here on earth have eternal consequences. They make a difference. And from what Jesus is saying is that when you store up, how do you store up treasures in heaven? By seeking righteousness by um, doing, by following his will, by putting people first, by seeking, you know, mercy and uh, justice. And um, all these things help us pursue a heavenly plan. And, and keeping heaven on our minds actually gives us purpose and joy because we know we are doing what we are created to do. We all have this um, God-shaped hole in our hearts that we are born with, which is only satisfied when we have a personal relationship with God. And I feel like um, when we abide with Jesus and we have that intimate connection with him, we want what he wants. And that is what Paul means. But when he says, you know, fix your eyes on Jesus, um, or he also says in Colossians, Set your minds on things above. Set your, in another place, he says, set your eyes on things unseen. Because um, the more I think worldly we are, or the more attached we become to this world, the less or the more dissatisfied we get. You know what I mean? Because no matter uh, what it is on earth that we think will satisfy us, we cannot find our security or satisfaction in anything uh, earthly or worldly, be it our careers or our wealth, our status, our education, pursuing these things isn't going to satisfy us. Um, I'm not saying that we shouldn't have careers or we, we shouldn't have these things, but we see them through a different lens, through an um, eternal perspective. And that is what gives us you know, purpose and joy. And, and that's what I explain um, further in my book. Oh, this is so good. I can't wait to read it, Mabel. This is just, oh, this is so good. You shared about your life, your lifestyle, everything that you had in India. God placed you in the United States with your husband, your son, and you had discovered that you were putting too much emphasis on the world in India. 
And then as you were coming into the United States, that was a recognition and a realization that, hey, I shouldn't be building my whole identity and everything that I had built. I really needed to have been building it on Jesus and should be able to carry that with me no matter where I go and what I do. Because we are image bearers of God as a believer and we are made in God's image, you know? And so I think we sometimes, do you think, Mabel, how do you think you lost sight of that when you were in India? I mean, how do you think as Christians, because I'm very guilty of that. I mean, I I can tell you our experience is parallel. In a little different way, though, I left a community that I had lived in and built all my career, my network, all of my success, worldly, all those things, and came to a new community. And I felt like even though it was still in the United States, I felt very similar to what you felt like. And God would not allow me to jump back into the things that I was doing prior, he was working on me and wanting me to be building my identity and my home in him. And so, I mean, I'm sure many, many people that are going to be listening to this can relate, but where do you think we miss the mark as Christians there? (laughs) That's such a great question. And even when I look back at my experience, I think When I was in India, I was in a comfortable place, I think. And that's the key. You know, you feel too comfortable because you have everything you need. You know, there's a loving family, your work and everything. And you start to put anchor your hope and security to these things. Um, And it happens in such a subtle way that you think that you're actually serving God, but you're serving in a, in a way yourself or something worldly that you don't even recognize because Jesus is no longer the entire focus of your attention. He's not at the center of your attention like you think it is or your joy and hope and trust and security is all tied to different, different things. Um, and you're kind of comfortable. You know, I think that's where I was until all this was taken away. And I couldn't say Jesus is more than enough for me. Then I knew, you know, (laughs) something is wrong because, I mean, I have Jesus and I've sung songs about this, right? Uh, That Jesus is enough. So why isn't just having Jesus enough? Why do I also need this, My all my friends? Why do I also need to be in my culture? Why can't Jesus be enough even though I'm surrounded by foreigners? Or even if nobody knows me, is it just enough to know that I'm seen, heard, and loved by Jesus? And I think that made me realize that many of us as Christians, or if we've been Christians for a long time, and we think we are serving God, but sometimes we have this nagging feeling that I'm doing everything right, but there's something missing in my life. I'm just going through the motions. Or if a huge change comes up, or even a subtle change, for instance, you go from being 
you you suddenly become not suddenly gradually become an empty nester that's a huge change that you don't realize and when changes come or when something big hits us then our faith is tested and then the true condition of our hearts comes into focus um and and we can see then that you know all these attachments that we had we had parked our identities in communities in families in careers in friends in ministry in the church even when all these things were in fact proxies and that we needed to uh give our undivided love and worship only to Jesus how do you keep from not falling into that complacency that comfort level you know sometimes i don't think jesus god wants us to be comfortable i mean how how do we and how do you to keep centered how do you advise people i i just feel like that's a work in progress we are never going to be fully there as long as we are on earth and even while writing this book i realized that this is part of sanctification the holding on to things of the earth loosely and then grasping you know our our righteousness or grasping um heavenly purposes living in between the cultures here and then letting go of ourselves and wanting more of god all of this is a work in progress and we are never going to be there fully where you know we can say for sure that uh, jesus is enthroned in my life in my heart and he's at the center of everything but we can you know um improve in a way we can by reading god's word by saturating ourselves with god's word um by maybe you know doing bible study in community by praying for one another i think that really helps me at least keep my focus on what matters and um good friends sometimes come along you know i had a few years ago taken up a, my a job which was um taking away a lot of time from my family at that time my husband was traveling and um i wasn't happy at all but um and then a friend of mine she asked me you know you've always told me to make choices based on you know what really matters and what is um eternally significant so what what is the choice here for you you know which actions uh, really do matter um when you look at the big picture and so i think that's an important question that we always should have the big picture in mind and that helps us keep our focus on Jesus because um even in times of suffering and we are going to have you know trials and troubles in this world we can learn from paul who said that these are light and momentary troubles but he saw that his glory his coming glory far outweighs these momentary afflictions because he has this kind of a big picture he's looking forward he has a forward minded uh, attitude to life and i think that's what i try to keep in mind even in the little decisions that i make whether it's work how i spend my time to always be thinking you know how is this going to um affect the long term future i have in heaven so for me right now it's important to spend time with my son because he's young and no time spent in teaching him about god's word is wasted uh, i try to 
prioritize people or relationships over things. Uh, even when I, if I, you know, want something real bad, like a book deal or, you know, <laughs> something like that, I ask myself, you know, what is it that you really want? You know, reading God's word will just give you that encouragement, that conviction, that nudging. So at the, at the end of the day, it's cultivating that intimacy with God where you feel that you're one with him, where your heart starts to slowly, you know, align with his, that you want what he wants. And that gives you a lens to see your life um, through the lens of eternity. Well, I call it keeping your uh, eternal eyes on. We might need to figure out a way that we can get some kind of trinket or something <laughs> that we can put our eternal, you know, perspective. Um, I know that your book is one that will um, be of great value to also help others stay focused and centered on that too. Mabel, so that's coming to uh, the market. When is it? July 12th is the date. July yeah. 12th. Mm -hmm. Okay. And how, so do tell us how, um, how can people get a hold of that book and how can the listeners today that or, or this evening listening wherever they're at listening um how can they reach out to you if they're interested in um you know hearing your podcast reading the book coming out reaching out to you so the book is available for pre-order now on um, all the retailers uh, the big ones amazon um, christianbook.com has it for Ten ninety nine, which is lower than the than what Amazon and others are selling it for, um, so you can go ahead and pre order it. Um, but also, I love interacting with readers through emails, and so um, on my website there's a way you can sign up for a newsletter. I send out a newsletter on the first and fifteenth of every month, and. I really pour out my heart in these emails because I feel like I'm writing letters to friends. Um, and through these emails, I tell my readers everything about, you know, the podcast or the book. And especially in these coming months in May and June, I'm going to put out a lot of pre-order incentives. So we're giving out uh, recipe cards because I talk a little bit about Indian food in my book. So there, there's going to be recipe cards, a teaching series uh, where I cover the immigrant heroes of the Bible. You know, we take a look at Abraham and Moses and um, look at them from the perspective of, you know, their immigrant uh, journeys. Uh, so a teaching series on that um, and some other fun gifts. So if you sign up to my newsletter, that's the best way to keep updated. And I do reply to every email. Uh, if someone replies, I, I reply, I pray for my subscribers. So that is another ministry that I'm really passionate about to have that one-on-one -on -one connection with the readers. Well, yeah. that's awesome. What is your website, uh, Mabel? Mabelninen.com. Uh, so just my name.com, M-A-B-E-L-N-I-N-A-N.com. Okay. So um, friends, we definitely are going to have an episode page up there for 
it's Mabel on our website, and that will have a lot of what she's already shared out there in addition to this podcast. So um, just letting you know that we do try to do that in honor of the guests that come on the show. But Mabel, before we you know, close, I'd just love to know if you have any other closing words for our listeners. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to remind all of us that, you know, our time on earth here is short, uh, like the Bible says, but we have a purpose and a mission. And just like Jesus, and I love to imitate Jesus, he was here for a short time, but he was here on mission and he was busy doing what God called him to do. And I wanted to challenge all of us to be like him to know that uh, we are here for a short time, but to be good stewards of what God has given us um, and to pursue the calling that has put on our lives, to be faithful and obedient. God is not asking us for big things, uh, but he's only asking. Um, he cares about the sincerity of our hearts and that obedience and faithfulness. And when we do that, we will find purpose and joy and deep satisfaction from knowing that we are at the center of God's will, that we are participating in his plans and doing what he wants us to do. Those are beautiful closing words, Mabel. So thank you again, Mabel, for taking the time to share your God's story and your perspective with my listeners. And I know what you're sharing is going to really make an impact in so many lives. And I really can't wait to hear the feedback and what God is going to do with this episode. Friends, again, thank you for listening. And until the next show, be heard and be healed. Altered Stories Ministry is a faith-based, nonprofit, and women's evangelistic storytelling ministry located in Overland Park, Kansas. If you enjoyed listening to today's story, your family and friends would probably benefit from hearing how God works in the lives of women all over the world, too. So please, subscribe to our show and share the link to this podcast. Share it on your social media. We also welcome your valued feedback on our stories. Also, we'd appreciate your prayerful consideration in sponsoring one of our future God-glorifying stories and welcome your tax-exempt financial donation. To find out more on how you can support our ministry, you can log on to our website at www.alteredstories.org.